You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have the new moon solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries happening on April 19th at 9, 12 p.m. Pacific, which is 12, 13 p.m. Eastern. Check your local time to see when this lunation is occurring for you. Welcome to the second new moon in Aries. And of course, this time it's in the form of solar eclipse. Getting two new moons in the same sign doesn't happen very often. It's pretty rare. That first new moon was at zero degrees Aries, which represents new beginnings and is a critical degree in astrology. And this one at the 29th degree is also a critical degree in astrology. So this has a rare tone to it. With that 29th degree, we could be ending something before we start since this is new moon energy. And we could also be finalizing something that we couldn't start during that first new moon in Aries back on March 21st. And on top of that, this is a hybrid eclipse, which is also another rare phenomenon in eclipses. Usually we get our partial, angular, or total eclipse. And this one is different in a sense because it's an eclipse that starts off as one thing and ends as another. In other words, this hybrid eclipse in particular will start off as a total eclipse in one location and end as an angular in another location. An angular eclipse is when the moon doesn't obstruct the sun completely like we would in a total eclipse. With this eclipse, it's a little bit smaller, so you kind of have this ring of fire effect to it when you're watching it. This eclipse will be visible in Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, and the northern part of Australia, with the most eastern part of Australia seeing some of that totality. The vibes for this eclipse has a bit of a weird tone to it. This is because of everything that's occurring around this point in time. Mercury's going retrograde the next day on top of that, so the tone might feel a little bit off. And one of the main reasons for this is around the 20th, we have a lot of solitude energy popping up on the graph. A lunar event like this has a lot going on with it. It's massive, it's potent, and is making a mix of alignments that could create situations where we need space to ourselves. We may not feel like talking to anyone. We may feel as though we need to contemplate things in our life and make some adjustments, and that may require just having some space to ourselves. But this is intersecting family and friends. Family and friends is intersecting the solitude energy, so there could be situations where we're having to deal with people, we're having to be more social, or we're having to examine some of the relationships involved when it comes down to family and friends, which is why we're needing that space to ourselves. And with this Aries energy, we will have to think of ourselves for a change, just like I was mentioning in that first new moon in Aries. But one thing to note before I get into that, because this happens to be an eclipse, I will read this way differently than I did the new moon in Aries back in March. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you'll know exactly what's coming. Generally during eclipse season, I go into rant mode, as do many other astrologers. And here's where I'm going with that. During eclipses, you don't want to manifest. You don't want to incorporate positive qualities. You don't want to set intentions. This is not the time to do it. We have that two-week window where the veil is very thin in terms of energetic qualities. That's energy you don't want to tap into. It could be very malefic. It's a very abrupt, disruptive energy. And so setting intentions and manifesting during this time, the results may not go the way you'd like, and it may put you in a predicament that you're not comfortable with. Eclipses are chaotic energy. It is a changing of the light of the luminaries. And because those two celestial bodies are being disruptive, it's not something you want to fuck with. I always use my analogy for eclipses as system updates. 
because essentially eclipses are a reboot to a script. It is a reboot to a program. It is a system update to software. It is a patch that's much needed to a situation. Like when there's something buggy in your software that requires a patch update to make whatever it is run better and to refine the program itself. But overall it's a changing of the script that we're running on when that script is no longer viable. And when you think about your computer getting an update and you have to reboot the system, you wouldn't unplug it or jam a thumb drive into it because that can cause some issues with the script while it's powering down and rebooting. So, and so yeah, manifesting during eclipses is just not something you should do. Take that two week period to take a break and work on things that need tweaking in the background. End of rant. So because this is now formatted to eclipses, there could be something in our life that needs a reboot regarding Aries themes. There could be something in our life that needs a new script completely. There could be situations from that March period that needs a bit of a tweak. It needs some sort of patch update to it regarding Aries themes. And because this is a solar eclipse, some of these shifts can involve masculine energy within our lives. And even though new moons are about new beginnings, because this is at the 29th degree and because this is an eclipse, this can usher in a shift, a change, or moving forward from something before we start something fresh. Earlier I was stating the need for space to yourself. Aries is an energy about the self. It is about being self-motivated. It is about doing your own thing and having the strength to just be self-reliant. So this could be a period where we're making changes to the things that have created codependency. This could be a time where we're finding ourselves again after losing ourselves and others. And we can finally just understand the importance of putting ourselves first. And that's not a bad thing. You do have to put yourself first at times, healthily. Obviously we need to be there for the people that we care about and you know help them out do things for them at the same time it can't be at a cost to us you can still be there for other people and help them without it causing us to feel depleted or putting our goals on the back burner because we're trying to make everyone else happy so an eclipse like this can usher in our independent spirit which is necessary at times because again there are going to be moments where we need to do things on our own not because we are alone but because it's important to get up and do things on your own at times because you can't wait around for other people and aries energy gives us us that push we need to take action on whatever it is we need to take action on on our own. This could be a time where we break out of a stagnant period because again Aries is an action-oriented energy. It is about having a sense of aliveness. It is about doing things. It is about being ambitious and having the confidence to embark on a new journey. So we could be moving away from things that leave us stale in favor of making sure we're living life to the fullest and going after our aims. And some of those aims don't have to be business related. They could be just having fun, going out, being social again, getting on a good fitness regimen. And overall, just taking on that pioneering spirit of Aries. This can usher in a time where we let go of fear and feel more capable and decisive. So this could put us on the track to start feeling self-assured and more confident in our own abilities. Because this airy solar eclipse could usher in a new level of confidence, we can also adopt a winner's attitude and take advantage of many opportunities that are in front of us. And because this helps us adopt that type of attitude, we learn the importance of not comparing ourselves to others and focusing on our own victories. So in a lot of ways, this eclipse is going to be helpful in moving away from things that obstruct our growth. So we become motivated self-starters so we can embark on a thrilling new journey that gives us a sense of aliveness. Let's look at these transits and see what we can expect with this lunation. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below.
Like I was mentioning earlier, there's a lot going on with this lunar event. Mars is the chart ruler for this event, and it's in an interesting condition. Mars happens to be in Cancer currently, where it's not at its most comfortable. It is in its fall position, so it can run into snags. However, it is making a lovely alignment with Saturn. What's great about this is there could be some stability added to what might feel uncomfortable and complex during this eclipse with this trying to Saturn that Mars is making. So this could help us lay a solid foundation for the outcome we're hoping for. Saturn is also connected to the nodes in this lunar event, and the nodes are included because this is an eclipse, and eclipse is when the sun and the moon to create this kind of event. Saturn is making a trine to the south node and a sextile to the north node. So this could help us easily let go of past baggage that prevents us from getting to the next level in terms of our future. The sun and the moon will be squared to Pluto, and so this can bring up some uncomfortability as we're trying to get to this next start. In other words, this could bring up a lot of repressed memories, force us to look at some things that we didn't want to look at, things that got swept under the rug, or uncomfortable things that we just didn't want to address. But this could push us to make the transformation we need in order to get away from the things that are blocking us from getting to this new stage in our lives. Luckily, the luminaries are making a conjunction with Jupiter, which should be really helpful in terms of bringing some fortunate circumstances to our favor. Even though this is an eclipse, usually those two things don't come together. But in a lot of ways, this could bring out a fortunate situation that may feel somewhat faded. And it can give us the extra enthusiasm we need to push through some of the obstacles that we might be facing, some of the gloomy feelings we might be facing. This could also help us take a more upbeat approach to whatever is going on around us. So there will be a level of restored optimism in our journey in terms of making the changes. Of course, all these changes aren't overnight. Like I always say, when I look at complex alignments and also, of course, because this is an eclipse, whatever new thing we're starting may take a while. It may take six months at the minimum. And sometimes with eclipses, things can come through several months after that six month period. So this will be a time where we're starting something fresh and it's going to manifest over that time period. Because this eclipse is at the 29th degree, two modalities are going to feel this more than others. The cardinal modality and the fixed modality will experience this stronger than others. Cardinal signs or placements between 24 to 29 degrees of Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn are going to feel this more than others. And a small portion of the fixed modality, since this is at the 29th degree and is lightly touching those early degrees of the fixed modality. So that would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius between zero and two degrees of these placements. So having chart points and planets in these signs can make this eclipse feel more enunciated and important to you. Anyway, I hope you all have the best solar eclipse in Aries ever. Later and see you in the next episode.